0: Gary, what you been uh, what you been checking out?
1: Well, uh, not much has changed since we last spoke. I gotta Survivor. be honest with you.
2: <laughs> Survivor,
0: uh, Killing Eve,
2: and
1: yeah. uh, I, the thing I think I want to talk about because I mentioned it a, like a couple weeks ago, but uh, I don't, I didn't get a chance to to give it the praises that I want to give it. I've been watching a lot of Ink Master. Oh and... yeah, you mentioned it, but <laughs> okay. I'm just going to say right off the bat there's a lot of problems with the show. Okay. There's a lot of like misogyny and just douchebaggery going on all the time. Like sure. whenever there's a great artist who is also a woman, you just have to be prepared for some shit to for some sexist shit to be said and for some pretty hard to watch shit and that's at least the older seasons that I'm watching right now. Yeah. I skip most of the obviously producer written drama cuz sure. I'm like <laughs> I I watched like an interview with this guy who was made out to be a dick the whole time and he was like, "Yeah, I'm not a dick. I'm sorry. I they just wanted <laughs> me to look like a dick so that when I got to the top, I was like, "Interesting, but they sh-. then he even was like they like here's a clip that was deleted from the deleted scenes on the dvd and he's just like genuinely a nice guy helping out one of the people that <laughs> he was made to look like a dick about but what i actually really wanted to say was i found a, a really brilliant youtube video which uh, i don't think i shared it with you but maybe I, mm. I i should and we should link it of a girl who was on the show and she had a really dark complexion and they said that it would be behind her back they were like oh that's gonna be hard to get a color art tattoo on someone who's got that darker it. skin yep. and her youtube video basically sums up her entire experience on the show and how she had an amazing time and all of the post-production made her look like oh. really like they stereotyped the shit out of her and did some fucked up shit and she loved her artist and her own her artist who was nice to her during the the ink like during the tattoo yeah and his confessionals was like i can't even work with this canvas she's so picky and it's like oh my she's God. like i don't know if producers made this guy say this or if he's genuinely that two-faced or what but uh yeah so i just skip all that bullshit see the art and then go oh i want a tattoo so that's my <laughs> yeah. that's i guess those weren't praises but that's my feelings. About it's entertaining. Yeah, sure. It's entertaining, and art is fun to see. So I'll skip the bullshit for the the beautiful tattoos. You know.
0: Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, I don't have anything super interesting to bring up, but uh, I did start diving back into Bob's Burgers, which is just Ooh. the most pleasant
1: show. I know that that show either is still on or continued far past what I stopped watching because I stopped watching it when I caught up on Netflix like five years ago and then never continued when Netflix would get new seasons. You know what yeah. I mean by that? Yeah. It's on Hulu now. I never disliked it. So I feel like I would totally be into continuing it. Is there like ever a point where it gets different or is it just Bob's Burgers the whole
0: time? I didn't even, I, I sort of the same. I don't think I've seen any of the most recent seasons. Uh, I didn't start it recently like from the beginning because i've seen season one i've seen those episodes a bunch but i just picked like a random episode and watched like five of them and it was so great it's okay it's just a pleasant show like uh i I really don't have much much more to say about it honestly it's just uh i I mean everybody knows everybody's seen an episode of Bob's burgers at some point it's just one of those shows you know it's got great great cast great art
1: great music
2: oh, and on that
1: i'm going to segue he found I the segue thinking, how, can found I, how can yeah. i find how can i f- find it you figured it out <laughs> we have a guest today and uh he is a musician to say the least we will talk a little bit about that but we're also going to be talking about what we always talk about and he's a huge fan of that show avatar the last airbender that is uh <laughs> mr michael went
2: welcome we're glad to have you oh, thank you very much uh, thank you for addressing me here and addressing me correctly. I am a huge fan of Avatar. And, and if you were to ask what I've been watching recently, that would, I don't know if it's allowed, but my answer is just Avatar.
0: So, so I, <laughs> I don't really have That's my, the best answer. Oh, a, and
2: Ratatouille. I saw Ratatouille recently. Ooh, Finally. That's a really good one. That's movie. A, I love Ratatouille.
1: <laughs> and that's like ties into the show, you know? It's Ratatouille and Avatar the old
2: times. What was that? Ratatouille and Avatar tied into each other? Well, I... <laughs> <laughs> well, we can find Let's make a the connection. I'm not gonna do he the work, like, but you, you, you make the connection. Yeah. <laughs> it's...
1: it's He, uh... Remy hairbends. hair <laughs> hairbending, right? <laughs> he, yeah. The last hairbending. That bend is the most confusing
2: part of the movie, <laughs> yeah, so thanks for bending. finally making it have an explanation. <laughs> he grabs his <laughs> hair and true. it moves his hands. Yeah. That's that's the weirdest part. Uh,
1: so... Yeah, Calvin was gonna say, but I'm I'm cutting him off like an asshole here, <laughs> yeah, and I'm on. just gonna power through it. Uh whenever we have a guest on our show, we make them uh we, we shine the spotlight right on them and ask them, what kind of bender do you think you'd be if you if you were born in the Avatar universe? And you can you can answer it as like, I wanna be this, I think I would be this, my friends tell me I'm this, or all of the above.
2: Well, when I work on music, I sometimes I I correct it. I'm I'm going to admit that to myself. It's not right the first time when I record it, so I have to fix mm. it. So I am a sure. pitch bender. I'm a pitch Ooh. bender. <laughs> I got to change the notes. Sometimes with auto-tune, it, it can be a violin string. You can pitch bend a violin string so it doesn't sound shitty anymore. So. so there I like you go. that answer so much. <laughs> I'm I
0: just, a pitch bender.
1: I just imagine that being used in battle, and I can think of some badass some badass ways, it's, right? It,
2: it's it's like, usually useless in battle, but in the in certain you scenarios, you like shift the war
1: cry to sound like uh like a retreat cry and Ooh, end up like stopping the battle could, from happening
2: because everyone thinks that they're retreating. You're like, yeah, I, I did that
1: with my pitch bending.
2: Yes, make a dubstep wobble out of our war cry and just like terrify them. Be <laughs> this forward noise, oh, I can't. Man. I'm scared. No, yeah, it's it's ridiculous, the, the technology that was sort of thought up for the Avatar show. I mean, even into Legend of Korra, they had really cool technology ideas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, I still um,
1: need to watch it. Still need to watch Korra. Okay. I'm, a,
2: I'm one of those bastards who's just watched Avatar The Last
1: Airbender fifty yeah. million times. Well, I don't even... Watched the first season of Korra twice
2: and just never f- continued... But I will. That, that's cool. I'm going to. There's. I mean. There's just tons to touch on with Korra, So that's a whole, whole podcast series yeah, in itself. True. So exact, That's but, true. But and, I mean, I. I just. I'm a new Avatar watcher. I'd never seen it a single episode until last year. Really? Yeah. Yep. Not at all. Wow. See uh, that? I feel like it fresh for, eyes. Wow. That's
1: like a yeah, and a special perspective for the podcast because as Calvin will introduce soon, it's all <laughs> about things that we used to watch yeah so the Mm -hmm. fact that we have like a perspective because i think all of our guests so far have also been like yeah i've seen this already you know yeah it makes for like not only a new
2: perspective but
1: i don't know it's kind of a nice affirmation when that new perspective is also like the show fucking rules you know what i mean (laughs)
2: yeah i'm coming i'm coming in seriously knowing literally nothing about avatar until like maybe like may of last year which coincides nicely with you guys' podcast, which yeah. is I found nice. out after I started the show. And it's it has been a pleasure to follow along with you guys. So, I'm just about dude. to start the Tim Ross episode. I, oh, I, yeah. I haven't seen that dude in forever. He's an awesome dude. That's so, awesome. Yeah, so we all went to that. high school together. I, I I don't know if we mentioned that. Uh, oh, there but, we go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, yeah, that's to pr- appropriately address mm-hmm.
1: how, how this, this circle is uh, acquainted. Michael basically was like hey did you know that there's this thing called music theory because at the time I was trying to be uh I was very interested in like jazz and didn't know all I knew was how to play an instrument by reading notes which is music theory but like Hmm. I didn't know why that was a thing and he was like just go to this website that's how I learned music theory and it in the span of a week or two weeks I went from being like yeah I play an instrument to like oh I would consider myself a musician and that is like entirely thanks to you Michael so that's oh, another I seriously like I still dang. to this day can pick up an instrument and understand the fundamentals of it because of like us sitting next to each other in foods class while Mr. Well I probably shouldn't say his name <laughs> well Calvin you just blew a him out. sound when I say the name so yeah, I can still sure. say this and it yeah. be funny I, I know who you're talking about because you said the first four letters while Mr was just stoned as hell hanging <laughs> out <laughs> that was the only teacher i had who i can fully confirm as an adult looking back dude was stoned definitely and you know what that, good for you man good for you
2: that's just the facts and we just present the facts so <laughs> simply so, facts right. here <laughs> uh well, awesome! Thank you so much. I'm I'm glad I helped progress your music journey, and that's stuck with you because that's awesome. Oh, absolutely! That's my life force. It, you know? It's come in handy in my filmmaking journey even too, which is like
1: immensely, immensely important to me. So yeah, yeah.
2: everything to timing, and it's all it's all connected. I have low absolutely. music videos and stuff on my YouTube too that I've tried to put together. Right before we
0: got into before we get into like talking about the episode, is there anything else you wanted to say about uh? What you're working on and everything?
2: Yeah, so um, I guess I I sent you guys this um, a file which which I know you guys heard and it's um, it contains three sections of three different songs from my upcoming album. Um, I make music under the name Problem Solvent. Problem Solvent. Um, I'm I'm just one person in it. I want to play live shows eventually, but th- this will be. An album where I'll announce the title and sorta of when it comes out. In in the clip that they'll put at the end of this episode, they'll just tack yep. on this clip, and you guys can hear a sample of what I do. I, you know, I do a mix of genres, and I I haven't really dropped an official release in like a decade. About so so this has oh been man. this has been a long time coming. So I'm I'm really I'm I'm excited for just sharing it with the world and thanks for the opportunity to talk about it you guys. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> sneaking absolutely. it in with something yeah. else that I like. So, Have it I'm out. super Inif- excited. We we recently
0: uh followed each other on Instagram and I've been uh checking out some of the music that you've been putting out recently or, you know, just stuff you've been playing a- around with and super excited to see what this uh sort of cohesive project you've been working on is. I'm I'm really excited. Nice. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so all of you can uh, of for stuff. for a taste of that at the very end of the episode, they'll be tacked on some uh, little little sneak peek for y'all. Mm-hmm. Pretty sneaky with them. Enjoy, <laughs> enjoy. But yeah. uh, this uh, this episode is more about a certain show that we should get into. <laughs> mm-hmm. What's that show? Well, you're listening to a new lens uh <laughs> it's a podcast i'm laughing because uh michael's holding up his uh plush oppa doll which <laughs> or uh uh stuffed animal all right all
1: right let me let me add
0: gary's now uh. going to show off his uh avatar <laughs> shirt, avatar shirt on. and uh there you go. i'm still Calvin, waiting you don't have
1: to do anything because you're actually an earthbender
0: so <laughs> <laughs> well uh soon i'll be able Sorry. to I just ordered something world on world your on secret. on Etsy that's uh, pretty cool about uh, that that's Avatar themed, but I don't know that, that that's uh, I'm maintaining it as a surprise to my roommates and my girlfriend as well. So uh, okay, we'll see what happens. Keep it on um, the But the show you're listening to is called A New Lens. It's a podcast Gary and I started to talk about film and television that we liked as kids through the new lens of adults and amateur filmmakers. And we've been talking about Avatar: The Last Airbender episode by episode. We're on season three, episode 15, part two of this Boiling Rock series. The The Boiling Rock part two. That's the, that's the name of the episode. <laughs> I phrased that a little bit weird, but uh, you all get what I mean. Oh, man, this is a good one. I
1: think about the Boiling Rock, and it's crazy how much of it I think of that is actually just the this episode you know like when i think of the boiling rock right that's why i said i think last episode i said that when i go into it i'm like am i gonna like this i feel like i like the second part of this episode and the first part makes me go wait this is what the episode is about mm-hmm. and then this happens and i'm like it just oh. <laughs> i don't know it like shifts and it just becomes like a whole different thing uh Total. and yeah it's such a it's just such good epic energy throughout the whole
2: Uh, episode from the very beginning with those with that music Ooh, yeah it's it's an extremely epic setup because like they have this unbelievable task ahead of them of course yeah because it it ends the boiling rock part two or sorry the part one it ends on like a really emotional note because that's when he sees his dad step out of the trolley car right and the way he exactly. says like dad like i'm sure you guys talked about it last episode but it's like very triumphant and you're just like oh we're <laughs> gonna have a prison break aren't we <laughs> oh, yeah and it's like and you deep down you already knew but now you got like yeah you, you got the squad you got yeah the, yeah the squads all back the the ocean's oh, yeah, man. 11 so th-
1: you almost don't even realize it until like you think about it like you said like the triumphant dad is like one thing but then when you realize like oh shit they've got Hokoda now on their team like <laughs> yeah. no, mm-hmm. they can't they can't fail like right they're good like that's that's so true it's like yeah here we go let's get into it you know mm-hmm. it's such yeah. a good feeling and that's how they like if i i watched it kind of just um as netflix has it they don't have like a previously on avatar for this uh, one it makes me frustrated I, me too, because oh. I, like, I like the fact that, you know, when this came out, I think it did come out weekly, yeah, even this two-parter thing, right and because uh, one of the trivia facts I read was that the, the previously is the longest in the series. <laughs> yeah. So I want to know what all that shit that they like <laughs> right. preluded was, but either way, I checked it out as Netflix intended, intends it and just let it go from the last episode flowed into this one. Yeah, it was kind of cool. It was pretty sweet. I was like, oh, we're in it. We're still in the boiling rock. But like, you know, previously would have been nice for, I think the main reason is we get more characters that it's been a minute since we saw them. And I think that, uh, you know, for kids watching this show, it might be a little bit like, wait, who was that again? What did they just, I forgot the last thing they did. And that's why a previously on is important. Anyway, I still, I liked that vibe going into this episode. Calvin, are you going to talk about the first shot? You uh, talk we got to recap first it first. We got to <laughs> recap it first. I was too, too, uh, filled up in happiness about this. <laughs> but basically, this won't be too hard to recap because it's essentially just a prison break. That's what we are trying to do here. Hakoda is there now and they know it. So, uh, they devise a new plan that, um, seems pretty much. Like another, we're winging it type plan, but they've got Suki and they've got Hokota, and of you know, as the plan unfolds, even Chit Sang kind of ends up coming around. Uh, as that's all happening, Zuko is being interrogated by the warden, who happens to be Mei's uncle. Did we find that out last episode we did, though? Yeah, because yeah. the thing mm-hmm. we find out in this episode is may comes to see him in yeah, yikes yeah. there's some uh, conversations that are had and <laughs> after that uh basically they use a prison riot to kind of have a distraction they try I, I almost don't want to recap too much because yeah, yeah. it's all details most of this episode is yep. details but they use a riot and a really dope uh hostage situation to escape <laughs> yep. And a couple more people show up other than May that I would say are even uh, even more, oh, shit. And that's why I'm not going to name them right now. <laughs> One and of then, my favorite uh, scenes. Yeah, the episode ends with kind of an epic battle on this gondola that we saw they take prisoners in and out on. And uh, I guess that's where I'll leave it. And we'll just dive in and talk about the details, and you'll get everything else that way because this episode feels small in how i just put it but it's so grand you know what i mean oh yeah this i when a i finished happens. it i was like was that a shorter episode and it's not it, it just flies by in this grand
0: feeling just of
1: holy shit that just happened
0: you know what i mean it almost kind of feels like it is the like
2: packed
0: third act of th- yes. this boiling rock story you know what i mean yes absolutely but yeah i, I love the opening here this uh Starting off with the music, there's, I feel like the last several episodes, even before they fade into the first shot, they've just got that, uh, you know, blank white screen, we get some music notes that just tell you so much, and I just love this, this xylophone, sort of with, uh, it's got a bit of momentum to it, so, you know, it's, it's that kind of suspenseful, you know, the note you left off on.
1: Yeah, we usually hear these percussion, like wood percussion and like uh, metallophones, like all these like sounds are used for, oh, peaceful, the end of the episode. And I don't know, in this moment, it's used to ramp up the epicness of it without it being the same like war drums or chanting or it's a totally different vibe that I don't know. It's like Michael was saying, get ready for fucking prison break with, (laughs) you know, it's like with a flavor. Mm. Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah, the music is just perfectly sculpted for like the situations that are occurring. I oh. I, I can't like I can't say more than that besides the, yeah, just they they know they they bring in a variety of instruments and I'd have to even yeah, take notes on it to properly um give props to those musical right. moments that they put into the show, but but which is why I appreciate this show, because you guys do point those out. So so that's that's oh, yeah. nice. thank you. But yeah,
1: yeah a, that's
0: a couple moments in this episode too that uh, I think are worth pointing out in the in the score. And I I, awesome. I think it's honestly something that the show has
1: gotten better and better and better at. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the first season to second season to this season, it just now each episode even, like it just keeps on. I keep on going, okay, the music in the last episode was so dope. Are they going to top it? And they
0: they don't even try to top it. They just give us something else, something fresh that's just as dope. Yeah. Uh, but we do get this uh, fade in to the first moment, which is directly after the ending of the last episode, which is exactly how you would want it with that sort of cliffhanger. Um, the lineup of these prisoners coming in and the warden sort of – you know giving them the once over and uh giving them this (laughs) welcome to the boiling rock speech basically um don't test me and i love sokka uh making his way in he just ran right over to where these people were were butts his or you know elbows his way through these guards and it's like the warden wants me over here no trust me
2: warden wants me over here he's super casual maybe (laughs) it's all the corruption in the prison and lack of structure yeah. because corruption does that. So they're just like, eh, whatever Whatever happens, happens. Right. <laughs> it's very corrupt as a prison. But yeah, anyways. That's, that's pretty true. Uh, I like how the warden puts
0: it as like, I'm sure you've heard rumors about this place. It's like an infamous place. And uh, rumors of how hard it is to leave and how tough it is to be here. And the thing is, the rumors don't have to be true as long as you do exactly what I say at all <laughs> uh-huh. times um you know yeah, that was kind of
2: funny <laughs> but it's it's very disturbing yeah yeah
0: <laughs> um it's it's pretty fucked and he he walks right past hakoda and he's like for example <laughs> of the do what i say at all times look at me and hakoda immediately no oh mm-hmm. i just Hakoda's such a fucking badass He's one of my favorite characters for this moment alone, honestly,
1: because we've seen a lot from him in in the form of like Sokka talking about him, flashback drawings of him. And then we saw him in battle. So we yep. know like, you know, he's the warrior dad guy. But now we're seeing his character, like the, the details of his character that make Sokka so proud to call him his dad.
2: You know what right. I mean? Yeah, he's almost like mythical up until like the later <laughs> seasons. They don't, they like only talk about him as like a distant character. But like, yeah. I wrote this in my notes that that the prison warden says, "I know exactly who you are, Hakoda of the Water Tribe." Right, and so he like gives credence to him by saying that in front of everyone, basically. Like, so true. I, I think that him gives credit. more.
0: Yeah, I think that helps support this like. That Hakoda is not just their dad off on the, you know, who's been off with the Water
2: Nation troops. He's like yeah, the he's leader, the basically. Everyone talks up epic about their dad who went off to war. But but now we actually learn that we can basically re- rely on this character to help Sokka get out of prison. <laughs> right? This, is, this yeah. is one of the most high-stakes situations in the show I, uh, yet, in my opinion. Because, like, either he never sees his sister again, or or if he didn't go to the prison break, he never sees his dad again, possibly. Because by going to the prison, even in the first place, it's like, it's almost like he's acknowledging that Aang could fail in the end and he could never see his dad again if he doesn't do this. It's Ah. like, this is a crazy situation for him to leave in the middle of the night. That's pretty true. I'm, yeah, like, he was gonna steal Appa until Zuko found him. Right, so, like that's so true. So it's like, I did he think, think of it? Did like, Aang wouldn't succeed in the end? It's like,
0: yeah, and even at at the beginning of the last episode, uh, when they do get there and the the war balloon sinks, Sokka says, "I didn't. I basically planned on this being a one way ticket, and you were gonna wow. take Appa there.
2: Like you were gonna yeah, take what?
0: Appa on this one way like."
2: He was almost in like a manic insomniac state in the middle of the night. Right. What's cool about it is it's played off as these
1: episodes leading up to the finale kind of are as like an episodic thing. Like, oh, Mm -hmm. this is going to be the episode about Aang and Zuko learning firebending. This is the two part about uh, them going to save Hakoda or whatever. At the end of it all, it, it like you said, it has so much more depth to it than that because, mm-hmm. I mean, he w- he literally would have probably taken Appa to do it. And I don't know. I didn't even think of that, to be honest, because I've always kind of just looked at these episodes at face value. But they do fit in that overarching plot in that way. Now, it's, it's a lot more significant than just mm-hmm. this is uh, the episode. We could put it here, like where, you know, it's it fits
2: perfect in this point in the story. Yeah, it's like one of his biggest crossroads.
0: I love the way the warden, because the way he says it is like, you'd rather look at my shoes than look me in the face. And so he grabs his handcuffs with his foot and like brings him to the ground. And I love how, honestly, I mean, like, I hate that he does this because fuck the warden and, uh, you know. Etc., but it's a kind of a dope move,
2: which <laughs> yeah, is just I always wearing, think that he's wearing some fresh, dope new Jays. on his <laughs> stage, He's like, the, Watch him shine.
0: Uh, <laughs> but it makes Crocs. it even more satisfying that Hakoda uses that against him, you know, like yes! to trip him. That's so true. Yeah, oh,
2: yeah, he tripped. Yeah. Okay, okay,
0: yeah, and the warden can't even really like he just gets up and he's just like bring them out of my or take them out of my sight like he doesn't yeah because if he says something he's going to be acknowledging
1: the fact that he just got tripped he got played at his own game as soon as he sends them off it's like he can get over it but that even made it worse because at the end of it now he was shown being embarrassed in front of them all you (laughs) know what i mean right yeah exactly Ah. It's a nice dynamic, that little touch. They didn't even need it in there, but it genuinely says so much about Hakoda and the warden.
0: Right, yeah. The next scene we've got is Saka not learning from his <laughs> mistake with Suki in the in jail cell in the first way. <laughs> like, yeah, and at the end of the scene, just fully, just, yeah, he doesn't take his helmet off. His dad doesn't recognize him at first. Dad, it's me. Oh, but then that that quick face change and the, you know, slightly more detailed shot of hakoda softening and tears coming in his eye and Saka. oh i mean when i
1: think of the the word welling like when i'm reading tears welled up in his eyes or tears were welling up i think of that kind of animation i it's animated in my head and it's like it's that or like in spirited away when she's crying
2: that those are the two
1: examples i have
2: i want to make a youtube poop video where it's like I know that's a old phrase YouTube poop I'm sorry it's been a while <laughs> on on my millennial uh, stuff but I'm I, I want to make a video where it's cable car over my head the fray and he's stepping out the cable car and then Sokka <laughs> sees him he says dad and then it goes in the cable car by the fray. Over my head, over my head. <laughs> and then I'm literally crying during the commercial break until Boiling Rock Part 2 because that would be so beautiful. <laughs> so, so I'm going to make that video you Hell have yeah. to now that's a genius idea to. instead of releasing my album i'm gonna make that video Yep. Yeah. all right you heard it here folks With the, album in the, back, the music man. you're hearing at the end of this is now irrelevant yeah. wait for this video this youtube poop. now it is a copyrighted song that i didn't make so yeah, <laughs> yeah. So enjoy you guys no but but yeah no it is really honestly emotional so yeah and it leads to in my opinion,
1: a one of my favorite uh father son moments because it's it's funny as hell how they've we've kind of established that Sokka gets his uh I think it happened when we first saw them with the stink bombs and Saka was just like oh great idea and then Bato was like you are your father's son right. remember that like yeah. way back in the day and I feel like this episode now shows us how there still is like some maturity that comes with age
0: when, no, <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: Coda yeah. is like. We just, uh, how could they keep us in here? There's no prison in the world that could keep two Water Nation geniuses locked up. And Sokka's like, okay, great. Now we just need to find him. And his dad just laughs, laughs assuming he's making, he's making a, joke. a joke. And Sokka is just like, "Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah. definitely didn't get it, never got the joke. And I just love that they don't even like explain it for him. They just let him have his awkward laugh and his dad think that he got it, you know? Yeah.
0: I do like she also me up. the uh the sort of world building context that uh Hakoda gives in the scene where you know, he's saying all the others from the the siege were taken to some prison near the Fire Nation Palace. Uh and I think they went through there, uh, wherein he met some uh some Lakota warriors or <laughs> Lakota <laughs> that's just the first thing that came to my head he does not say the the actual <laughs> real indigenous tribe Lakota but he says um you know he doesn't know the name and uh Saka says uh oh you met the Kiyoshi warriors and the leader is actually here Suki which gives some context you know like all of the people they don't deem as important or like the followers of their enemies go to sort of regular prisons and the people who are in charge come to the boiling rock like suki was taken here hakoda is taken here and just the people in charge to separate them from the people who follow them it makes a lot of sense but I, I just thought that was interesting that they sort of clarified that yeah it gives a lot more context as to why suki of all people you know it it's just
1: like you could very easily end boiling rock part one with a Really? Of course his father's there. But now, five minutes into part two, you're like, actually, of <laughs> course he's there.
0: Right. It's right. Great. That's so true. He also, uh, Sokka informs his dad that Zuko, the Fire Nation prince, is here. And he goes, oh, that must be an issue. He's like, well, actually, he's here with me. He's on our side, and I wouldn't have made it here without him. And <laughs> Hakoda's just kind
2: of like, Oh okay. <laughs> like he just kinda like rolls with it. I love that. Well, I guess not a lot of people in the world you can trust now except his son, so Yeah. I guess I guess so. It's nice
1: too, cause those little moments that happen throughout this episode and I think it happens again uh at some point later on, but this episode really is like we've got a guy who's not Aang convincing people that Zuko's cool now. It yeah. just fully affirms this arc that Zuko's kind of gone on because like when Aang is telling someone it's the avatar like you believe him I don't know it's a different thing but Sokka telling Suki or Sokka telling uh his dad or Zuko al- just on his own Zuko, Zuko alone. alone Zuko <laughs> on his own telling uh Suki and like acting how he acted towards her being like yeah sorry about that I don't yeah. know like there's something about this his arc in these two episodes that kind of complete it as uh i don't know like now if all of a sudden anyone showed up and they didn't bat an eye at zuko being there i'd be like it makes sense we've seen how they explain his way we don't need to see them explain it to everyone sure it works you know what i mean by that yeah i do this this it's just like it's such an organic thing when you can uh Introduce a person like, "Hey, this is Zuko. Yeah, he burned down our village. Oh yeah, oh. he's sorry about that. Okay, <laughs> moving
2: on. I don't know. He, he used to be a terrorist, but I mean, yeah. don't worry about it. He's nice now. He wants to he wants to help stop the terrorists. I mean, I he is
0: that's slightly better. I don't know. <laughs> it works out. The pendulum yeah. swings. Yeah. I mean, the the course we've seen him go through makes it feel justified, but then also you oh, get yeah. that perspective of like. Suki being like, yeah, last time I saw you, you were burning down my village. So, you know, this isn't just going to go
2: smoothly. Yeah, she saw nothing that the viewers saw. So, totally justified.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Speaking of Zuko, we see him in the cell and Sokka in his guard disguise is going and trying to talk to him through through the eye slot. And a couple other guards see him trying to talk to him and say, hey, what are you doing here? The warden wants you and or uh, the warden wants this prisoner. They want the warden wants to talk to Zuko. And I love Sokka's like, I was just talking smack to him. And I think I could just get like 10 more seconds just to rough him up a little bit.
1: Uh, and a casual lo- way that the prisoner guards or the prison guards are all like, Huh, newbie. When he's just beating the shit out of a possible prisoner, yeah,
0: they're just like, yeah, okay, go ahead. We're supposed to take classic
1: him. Like, newbie. I ahead. don't know. <laughs> it's like hilarious and very unsettling oh, at the same yeah. time.
2: Yeah, they they definitely hammer in that like this prison is maybe one of the worst places in the Fire Nation, like right, absolutely. the whole Fire Nation, and like that means a lot because this is, I mean, it's the Fire Nation, so. <laughs> Let's see, in my notes here, like this honestly plays into like, uh, did they ever explain why there's a blind spot in the prison, like where they're able to escape in boiling rock part one? There's a, there's a big blind part they say. And I'm like, my theory is like the corruption goes deep. You guys, there's a (laughs) lot of guard on prisoner abuse in this prison. And I speculate Mm. that this high security prison has a huge blind spot in order to deal contraband torture prisoners out of sight oh, of any shit. potential whistleblowers. Oh, like, that's a good point. I'm that's just saying, the architects and that of this would make prison, it makes a lot of
1: sense how they <laughs> snuck in and ended up in the room where the guards clothes are cuz there's probably some kind of secret passage in that only oh, the guards have access to. That's yeah, true. This,
2: this place is literally You just explained you know,
1: away all of our little, <laughs> little stupid gripes qualms. in the last episode.
2: Okay. i love
1: it it just has and it would explain why they have the harpoon gun because in the last uh, episode i was like why do they just have a harpoon gun like do they expect people to be like taking boats well how do people smuggle stuff to and from this place and say some smugglers were like you know what fuck you we're not gonna trade with you well we're just gonna harpoon gun you okay we're gonna take that shit
2: yeah, it's the kind of thing like if Avatar was for adults, the blind spot would be for executing the prisoners right. out of sight. <laughs> oh, God, I yeah. don't. It's just it's the worst place in the Fire Nation, which is the worst nation, objectively. So I'm just yeah. saying it. It explains that little confusing part for me. Sure, that that's a very that good sense. point. I do Call think it also a like and whatever
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: the. The delivery of this, though, like, Gary, like you were saying, it's kind of funny. I mean, it's also super fucked up that they're just like, yeah, okay, and they're, a newbie. But it's also, like, another way that this show teaches lessons in a subtle way without, like, hammering it over the head and, like, sort of informs children. Like, in the headband with all of the, like, you know, sort of social nationalist mind uh, brainwashing, uh, They it kind of tips kids off without being too you know like extreme or you know hitting hitting it too too hard on the head yeah, yeah. like the classic
1: all the prison guards are going to be just that that one prison guard we saw in the beginning of Boiling Rock 1 that was uh firebend whipping
0: right uh, right
1: chit saying like not all of them are that guy but they all still Take like, part in an exploitative this...
0: system. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Yes. Boom. Nailed it. Boom shakalaka.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Seriously.
0: But uh, uh-huh. th- th- this does fool the guards. They think Saka is beating Zuko up in the cell, but he's really just punching the mattress. And I like that Zuko's kind of smirking as he's holding this mattress. Like, he's kind of uh-huh. like, yeah, we're getting away with this. Um, but Saka informs him, hey, we've got a plan. Meet in the yard in one hour. And so... The guards come in. Sokka pretends to like be tackling him. He grapples Zuko, and they have to pull him off. <laughs> the most awkward-looking uh, really grapple funny. in the whole yeah. show,
1: in my opinion. It's really—it's just Sokka like <laughs> his gangly limbs, yeah. and
0: like Zuko's yeah. also kind of gangly, and just right. I don't know. Uh, but they take they take Zuko away, and they bring him to a. Uh, Interrogation cell, which we actually saw just a glimpse of before with with Chit Sang in it, but it goes by so quickly there wasn't a whole lot to talk about in that moment. But uh, here we see Zuko being hooked up to uh, one of these chairs with sort of uh, wooden wrist uh, restraints, and um, the person who comes in is not the warden who was interrogating before, but. Uh, May, his his girlfriend, ex girlfriend, his awkward. Yeah, it's it's uh uh-uh. and, uh uh. And Zuko says, "I didn't do anything wrong," and May says, "That's a lie," and that's <laughs> one of the best cutaway <laughs> lines in the episode. I think
2: that was a pretty spicy moment. Let's oh, be yeah. honest here.
0: Oh yeah, mm. I love
1: May's voice. It's oh, so good. And they, oh. I don't know if it's just in this episode. It feels like they churn her audio up a little every time she talks to give me that spicy,
0: like, oh yeah, give I you like that your voice. Cricket mm-hmm. Lee is her name. Give you, gotta, gotta oh, give you a little yeah. dose of Cricket Lee. Thank um, you, Cricket Lee. Thanks, Cricket um, Lee. <laughs> we cut over to another, uh, the guards are being pretty messed up moment with Chit Sang in this, you know, uh, restraints chair upside down, and his face is just orange compared to the uh, tone of the rest of his body. And I love this shot when they set him down, they plop him back down, this Dutch angle, crooked angle, um, and his face slowly drains of that orange color, and the sweat dripping down, and the warden coming up behind him and like grabbing his shoulder, uh, and uh, just asking, like, "Have you changed your mind? Do you want to tell me uh, who it was that uh, helped you form this plan? Because I know you're too stupid to have done it." And he, Chit uh, Sang, decides to. Uh, I'm not sure how much he was planning ahead. I feel like he was planning ahead a little bit, but we'll see where this goes. He says there's actually a prison guard who's not a prison guard. They're just disguised as one, and he's the one who helped me make the plan. And so the warden uh, takes his word for it, and uh, we see the result of that in a bit. But first we get back to Zuko and May in this interrogation room. Yeah, uh the warden's my uncle, idiot. <laughs> like <laughs> of course I know you're here. And you you really think this is okay? Like I deserve better than just a note. And she holds
2: up the letter that uh he left for her when he ran away. Yeah, it was the equivalent of just sending her a text to break up with her. Like what basically, are you doing? yeah. Like iMessage is not enough, Zuko. You are you need to think. Well, yeah. actually it hit I mean for, yeah, from his standpoints, he was protecting her because right. if she got involved, then she, her getting reeled into it would be, like, horrible consequences in her life. So Right. Um, and that's what he tries to
0: say is, like, this is not about you. <laughs> and, of course, she takes that the worst way possible, and she's like, thanks, that makes me feel a whole lot better. He's like, no, yeah. I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to help save our nation. She's like, actually, it seems like you're betraying our nation. And... I like this. Agree to disagree. Zuko just says that's just not how I see it, <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I, I I like the fact that he sort of just cuts it short like that, and he's like, "That's not how I see it," and I think him being so firm on too. that is what mm-hmm. sort of moves her her thoughts about it. You know? Yeah, he... because from that point, or up until this point, they've uh, they're
1: probably the only two people who understand each other in the Fire Nation or as far for each other you know like Zuko didn't have anyone she didn't have anyone and that's one of the things that they bonded over and I think she's trying to give him a chance always because of that you know Mm -hmm. like okay nobody understands this guy maybe nobody understands what he's talking about this time too let me give him a shot I feel like the little shot of her face being pissed off that he's just like we just don't see eye to eye on this one or Mm -hmm. that's just how I see it. Yeah. Is the, isn't just you're wrong pissed off. It's like, "Mm, you might be right. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. There's just a subtle like hint of, Oh, you might just be right. Right. And it's honestly one of my favorite little exchanges Zuko has with anyone on the show Mm -hmm. because it's so classic, like two people Mm -hmm. arguing about like something is just like, come on, dude, you you did betray our country. Look at you. You're in jail right now. <laughs> right. And him being like, I'm trying to save our country. Think about it. And us as viewers completely are like, yes, he is trying to save the country. Right. But for the first time, I think, at least for me, I get May and I sure. get the Fire Nation. You know, I'm like, oh, mm. like I get how it works. It's just like the headband, but she's an adult. And it still works on her. Hmm. And like when you know who her uncle is, we've seen who her uh, parents are in in the uh, episode where they um, go back to... Uh, right. <clears throat> Omashu. Uh, I forgot. Omashu. In this moment, it all comes together. And you're like, oh, like she has been raised just completely blind to everything Zuko was blind to. We saw how Zuko was like, he was shown the light and now him just saying this can totally make sense as like a thing that could work. You know what I mean by that? Like yeah. I say that <laughs> a lot. <laughs> the trademark. It's a good question. You know what I mean? Do you know I just what don't I mean want to be that? the only one. Do you know who what knows I mean? I no. Mean. Am I the only one who knows this? You it's know what I mean
2: it's by seriously like spoiler alert, but that might be May's turning point when she flip sides like this very conversation yeah like I agree or at least she heard this and then I mean realized after time uh, well we'll get to the end of the episode yeah yeah uh uh,
0: we we got a a couple good beats before then Uh, oh yeah oh yeah I like uh I like Sokka coming into Suki's cell and and informing her and for the first time like really us the official plan of what's going on and uh he says we're going to be escaping today on the gondola hand they bring up like if we're going on the gondola why would they not just cut the lines and it's like ah if we have a hostage that's how we're going to have some leverage and the, then I mean they're still going to cut the line the warden will still cut the line we've heard how hard how much of a hard ass he can be and uh, mm-hmm. the thing is he's gonna be the hostage <laughs> so he can't mm-hmm. call the shots uh which is really fucking smart like they're using all of the pieces honestly that them really well especially with the distraction of a riot is uh what they say is going to kind of you know be the facilitator of of this plan
1: this moment reminds me of like a great thing that just happens in in screenwriting and it's like if you have to ask a question, have a character ask it so that the other character can explain it and it will be satisfying as hell. You know what I mean by that? Like, as they were writing this plan, the people writing it were like, okay, but how could they do that? And they were like, well, have Suki ask that because then Saka can explain how they do that. And it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. as they came up with answers as writers, they were like, shit, this would be really satisfying as dialogue. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Well, we're going to fucking capture the warden. Right. Oh. That would be a great oh, beat. I don't know. Oh, I just, yeah. it, it feels like Oceans to me. You mentioned that in the last episode, oh, yeah, it sure, felt like sure. Oceans. Yeah. This moment is such an Oceans 11 moment. Just him being like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to get to here and then this. But what about that? It's going to be the warden. Oh, you just turned into George oh, yeah. Clooney. <laughs> like, George is Clo- George Clooney and Zuko is Brad Pitt. Yeah.
0: Suki's Matt Damon Um, but uh, as soon as he leaves this cell uh, to try and you know start to move along a a little bit these guards come and approach him and they're like hey the warden wants to see you and he's like "Uh, tell him maybe tomorrow can we reschedule what, what does he
2: want to talk to me about is i think what he says oh, yeah. <laughs> like, and he's it's like I, I didn't ask him is what, what the guard <laughs> says i didn't yeah. ask him i love the thought of the guard being like oh what do you want to talk to him about it's right. he's very yeah yeah he's very evasive and does not want to see the warden for very good and then reason <laughs> the,
0: the way he like walks out of frame and then is dragged immediately back in frame by two yeah, more guards by two guards yeah it's so
1: it, it like it further uh draws that point that you made earlier about uh they're just being it's so corrupt that Sokka can casually just be like I'm gonna just wedge myself into here so he's right like
0: man. at this point he's like I could probably just say fuck off and walk <laughs> that, away you know that is <laughs> like, true and honestly there's another he, moment here in a little bit that is sort of like yeah he can he can he just kind does of, that it yeah, makes he, sense it makes that he would have tried this mm-hmm. um but first we get this lineup Of people that, guards that are uh, of suspect of being imposter guards. And Chit Sang decides to choose the bully. The one who was giving him a hard time. Who whipped him and threw him in the cooler. Full circle. It's it's pretty satisfying.
2: We're having Uh, a lot of prison yard retribution. First it was the (laughs) warden and his toes and his feet. and And his Nikes that he had on his feet. But... Now it's yeah. Now it's this moment. I, I like in this scene how how in the prison lineup he didn't suspect the five foot tall kid, but right. the like seven <laughs> yeah. foot tall guards sure. are, are are totally <laughs> fine. No, the fourteen very year subtle. old was not suspected. <laughs> yeah. And that it's another example of the sheer corruption. It was probably nepotism. And they're like, Oh, yeah. oh his this some dude's nephew is here. I'm not even yeah, gonna suspect wow, anything. Oh,
1: you're so right. <laughs> or <thing. laughs>
2: even worse, there's
1: probably child labor in the Fire <laughs> Nation. Let's be Every, honest. Oh yeah. boy. Yeah, probably everything bad you can think of probably happens in the Fire Nation if we could make it an adult version.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just it's just realistic. And, and yeah, it doesn't need to be. That's why it's an amazing kids' show and show in general. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's only absolutely. disturbing through thought through thinking about it not through yeah like like imagine the the, the
1: live action netflix series that the creators like stepped away from just has like oh (laughs) man some horrid shit like yeah no it's a prison people die in prison here it's like (laughs) oh i don't like this (laughs) this isn't making me feel good where's momo (laughs) (laughs) some (laughs) horrifying (laughs) creature (laughs) with like giant like talons just flies <laughs> disgusting
2: momo oh, no. no please leave him alone M. Night Shyamalan's appa is just momo. a buffalo
1: that can't fly
0: <laughs> <laughs> what yeah <laughs> he's just yep. well uh, the the warden does take this this bully guard into the interrogation room and he's trying to find out and of course the guard's saying like i don't know why he picked me i don't know what it is which is like you know, the warden's like, of course you'd say that. You're the traitor. Who are you working with? And then uh, behind him, Azula arrives. And we get these, <laughs> these like, chimes, these, these ringing tones, the... That has been the, like, motif for Azula and her plotting, all, like... When they, you know, stole the the Kyoshi warrior costumes when they like, yeah, it's, it's just, it is Azula. It gives you that sense of
1: her, her being mad almost, but also
0: the like precision of her ways at the same time. Totally. Uh, And she very clearly, she's just like, yeah, you're wasting your time. He's not the one you're looking for. I love that. How do you know? I'm a people I'm person. just a people person. Which has such a good oh. payoff later in the episode. Uh-huh. Yup. Oh. Um. But uh, first, <laughs> we get this moment I was sort of alluding to before of Sokka just going up to one of the guards. And it's the most classic, maybe one of the most classic tropes of all time. Of him <laughs> coming up to this guard and just being like, hey, the warden wants you to let go, let all the prisoners out into the yard. What? The warden says that? No, I'm not gonna do that. Oh, okay. Well, I'll go tell the warden that you were uh, being difficult. What's your name again? <laughs> it's
2: almost uh, like the the warden's like unpredictable and uh, terrible temperament yeah. almost set him up for this to happen to him, for all of his yeah. guards to be let hmm. out. Because no one can, no one wants to talk to the warden or even do anything. So maybe if yeah. he didn't act like that, this wouldn't have happened. Maybe
0: ruling by yeah. fear is uh, not only cruel but ineffective. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Called out, Warden.
2: Hope you're listening to this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. yeah. Big call out. <laughs> <Look at> <laughs> <my> <laughs> my windows yeah. burst down Gary's door.
0: <laughs> um, but uh, so the the guard is convinced. He releases. He opens all the doors. All the prisoners are let out into the into the prison yard. And uh, we've got Saka, Hakoda, and Suki here looking out, and uh, they're like, "All right, we need to start a riot." And I love how the confidence (laughs) Hakoda has when he's like, "I'll show you how to start a riot," and he goes up and pushes this huge dude, and this should have worked, you know? (laughs) Like that's what's so funny too. It should have worked, but the dude is just like, "Why would you do that?" I've been trying to work on my anger management problems. (laughs) It's
2: like, oh, that hurt
0: my feelings. (laughs) Right, yeah. (laughs) I love that they do And it's another, like, sort of normalizing thing of, like, yeah, it's funny, but it's also, like, there's this big dude who's, like, really in touch with his feelings and, like, does not want to just be pushed around because he's a big dude, you know?
2: Yeah. It's actually pleasant to imagine... And this dude's saying it, so the way they present right. it is totally awesome. But the joke, yeah. the jokes are clear. It's just really, really funny. Right down to the way their faces are drawn and everything. The comedic timing. Yeah, Hakoda's reaction it. to it, just being like, "Uh, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Like,
0: I thought you'd want to fucking fight. I, I didn't realize. <laughs> you know, like, but uh, oh. Chit Sang sees them from across the yard, all trying to, you know, he's like." basically i know that you're going to be forming another plan and i I want in again basically he's just like i "I want it saved your ass yeah oh that's right i I could have pointed you out that's right that's right uh he brings that but
1: as you alluded to earlier did he plan on saving his ass i don't think so i don't
0: know yeah
1: i don't think he knew that that guard would end up in the lineup that's true he knew soccer would I think yeah. oh, brand new good point. To, to, as a face, but I I like to think Chit Sang is a wild card. He seems like an opportunity he, he needs to you know? do. Yes, he's an the opportunity opportunist and he took for it. sure. Especially when you realize that where does girlfriend and best bud go? <laughs> he don't
0: care. <laughs> Neither do
1: we. <laughs> That's true. Oh, yeah. Whatever can get Chit Sang where Chit Sang wants to yeah. be is all that matters. <laughs>
0: but I love the way they're like, oh, riot. Oh, please. (laughs) He just goes over and picks someone up. And I love the kind of... It's like a small old guy. Yeah. I love the like a little bit awkward way. He just goes, hey, riot. (laughs) And then they just immediately burst out in in fireballs and dust clouds, classic cartoon fighting dust clouds. I'm always watching this thought. He's going to throw that guy into the crowd and
1: that'll start the riot right but he just waves the guy like he's a flag lift him up a big old riot flag you know
0: riot time that's all you
2: need to know that's how you know yeah (laughs) that's (laughs) how you know it's a sure sign (laughs) uh i love zuko uh and
0: may are in this interrogation room this guard comes in and zuko i mean he's got to escape and he knows may is just gonna hold him back Oh, but it is a—it's a little heartbreaking to see him lock the door on her, and just through the eye slots, we get these extreme close-ups of her eyes, then his eyes, and back and forth, and (laughs) just—you don't need her to say it, but it's like, really, like (laughs) you just hear her like, really, (laughs) this is how you're playing this. (laughs) Uh, it's perfect. Yeah, and you know, I'm a, a little bit on her side. Uh, Zuko makes his way to the prison guard and then, or, uh, the, the prison yard. And I like the way that he's arriving at the group and there's a prison guard passing his way. And he just kind of just slams him down. No problem. And then joins the group like, Hey, what's going on? Uh, and Sokka's like, uh, okay. So our plan is we, we're going to get up to the gondola and that's how we're going to get out. And Zuko says, all right, so how are we doing that? And I love the animation and delivery from Jack Desena. I'm not sure.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, is this where
1: is this where we then get another equally funny moment of, hey, this is supposed to be a lockdown, and then we just see the guard that uh, Sokka tricked go
0: right, right, oh yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, right. yeah, tiptoes he,
1: out, like inches back against the wall, and then tip. Does that yes. little tiptoe sock? It's a soccer move, fully
0: right. <laughs> it is totally. Oh
1: my gosh, he scurries that like dude a little bug. Fully fucks off. You know what I mean? <laughs> he he's right gone. Off. Like he fucks right <laughs> off. I don't know where he ends up, but he's not a guard at the Boiling Rock right now. He <laughs> found the way across on the gondola. He jumped in the water. I don't know. <laughs> he just went into a prison cell and is now <laughs> pretending to be a prisoner. But yeah, he's not. <laughs> he's
0: fu- he fucked right off and then we get one of the most badass sequences in the episode where Suki's Maybe just in the like the show i'm uh, i'll just handle this <laughs> ooh this and is she, nice oh, yep she just jumps oh, and yeah, just isn't it? head hops across the entire crowd this whole the animation of this entire sequence is just like astounding
1: yep and we don't even know that it's happening at first, because it's Zuko and Sokka back and forth fighting, and the shots are there, his face, his face, his face, his face, then Chit Sang just is like, hey, uh, guys, oh, right. I think your girlfriend's taking care of it. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's just like that whole time they were arguing, she's doing this right. dancing on top of their heads moves. And I love that they give us one close-up of a guy who is being stepped on. Yeah. Because, you know, like, that's a that's a thing. We've seen that before. Someone, like, running across Popping the head. Across but, the like, seeing him just being like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, like, I don't know. It, it, it's funny. And she had to have finesse because, like, the dude doesn't just, like, stay rigid
0: while she does it, you know? And, <laughs> right. Oh, oh yeah. And then the way she jumps up and does this flip and catches her feet on the pipe. And then flips around. It's some, you know, some, uh, Ah, what do you call that? In the circus. the. I've even done some of this in my a- acting With the school. toes, Ac- they got the a acrobatics? name for with
2: the toes? Acro- What's that? Is it acrobatics? Yeah.
0: Acrobatics, but like. Um, trapeze. Trapeze. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, yes.
2: All of our toes, like, curled up in fear when we saw that. her do that. <laughs> she has the strongest toes <laughs> yeah. in the show, hands down oh man <laughs> hands down
0: oh she f- flips up onto this platform she like slides under this dude and basically flips him over her like i think a little bit we haven't seen her like really in action for a while especially outside of her uniform a little bit that yeah she's a fucking kiyoshi warrior she's like probably the most badass person of the entire gang um absolutely and we see that when they show us that everyone finally catch up and they're all panting oh and she she comes up to the the warden who like comes at her and she just grabs oh. his his wrist he's just like try me and she's like okay and just f- turns him around ties his hands behind his back and then takes his headband down into his mouth and uses it as a gag like boom <laughs> you're captured you are now hostage
2: <laughs> Congratulations! Genuinely so fucking satisfying. I can't even explain. I oh can't even God. put it into words. Why? Well, I, I guess he says, "Try me," because he like he's gonna sacrifice himself. That's what he wants. That is
0: true. That's
2: true. He's, he said in, in the saying, first "Try part. me" is like saying, "Follow through with your plan," so I could sacrifice myself for the Fire <laughs> Nation. <laughs> sacrifice
0: myself to take
2: you down. Yeah. Like, uh, ultimate pettiness. Yeah. To the end. Petty levels a thousand, yep. <laughs> <laughs> they
0: uh they start to make their way towards the gondola. Um, they get up at the top of this tower, and uh Chit Sang has the warden over his shoulder, because he's the biggest guy there by a lot. Um and they <laughs> Chit Sang is unreasonably large. <laughs> he really is. <laughs> All these guards try and stop them and they uh part ways. In their own group enough for them to see the warden and they say, hey, back off. We've got the warden and it actually works. And I like this sequence of, uh, you know, uh, soldiers in the far background, soldiers in the uh, close foreground and them just walking between them. Uh, The sort of Mm -hmm. focus shift done and the way each layer moves past each other is uh, just really good and suspenseful for this moment. Like someone going to lash out or are they going to make their way across? Uh, But they do get to the cable car, they all pile in, and uh, Zuko cranks the lever, we see this huge uh, uh, coil of cable unraveling and uh, moving the cable car upwards, and then Zuko starts kicking the lever, it starts bending, he sees the guards running at him, and then he finishes the job, he cracks the, he he breaks the lever off, so they can't uh, stop them from moving, and then this, ooh, this jump, this—you gotta love it's a classic a go jump. You gotta love this classic jump below them, you know, like low angle looking up. They're jumping over this chasm. There's a brief suspended moment Is in the make it? Is he gonna make
1: it?
2: Right, you gotta. It's an, it's a chase scene and it's epic, and you just gotta. You got to have that suspended in air moment. You tell me right
1: now that the moment his and Sokka's arms latched, that was the moment where you're like, yep, they're friends now. Uh, You know what I mean? uh, Yeah, I get that. They're friends now. (laughs) That was their bro handshake. That's their secret handshake now. Friendship lasts.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Their secret handshake, he has to jump across a chasm every time. And that's their secret (laughs) handshake now. (laughs) Every time they see each other now. Oh man. And then they're looking
0: down and they they see someone join the guards uh looking up at them. They're like, "Who's that?" That's my sister. And Azula As and all Ty the guards Lee bow. Yeah, all the guards bow. That's right. Oh man, and here they are and uh they just spring right into action. It's unsettling how quickly Ty Lee just flips up onto the roof and then just starts running up this cable and Azula just grabbing, this is another like, I mean, evil character, but doing a pretty fucking cool thing. To me? <laughs> when well, I was in the seventh
1: Harry Potter book and they were like, Voldemort can fly. No, oh, yeah. do you remember that moment in yeah, the book? I do. Because, like in the movies, all everyone like kind of just flies around yeah. with their smoky whatever. So they kind right. of excluded that as being an epic thing. Mm-hmm. This is how that moment is supposed to feel. Because you know what I mean. That's
0: what Azula does. She grabs a pair of handcuffs from one of the guards and she jumps up and just blasts like she's a rocket ship. She blasts fire out of her hands and just rockets herself so up to cool. the cable. Latches this handcuff onto the cable so she can slide past it, and then blasts fire behind her to blast her forward.
2: Yeah, it's like almost—it's almost like she's getting better as a bender throughout the show. Yeah, it's, or maybe she's always been that way, and just is bringing out the new tricks. But either way, the way, like how terrifying that is when she comes up to that fight scene is why it's like one of the most intense fight scene scenes standoffs actually it's yeah. a standoff they're just looking at each other in an intense moment and that moment where they stand have that standoff is an awesome awesome moment oh
0: it's so good and the lead up to it as well as they're uh making their way to the the, the train car or the the gondola <laughs> vehicle the gondola car the what, <laughs> um <laughs> They, uh, I love Suki turning and saying, This is the rematch I've been waiting for. Like, (laughs)
1: it makes me remember that it's the rematch
0: I've been waiting for, and it's the match we've been waiting for. Because when Suki fought Azula last, we got like a cutaway, it was in Appa's Lost Days, and we had that like freeze frame, and we didn't even really see how it went down. We just know Suki lost. But they arrive on the top of this (laughs) gondola car, and everybody jumps out the windows and gets on top. And we have, just like you're saying, Michael, this standoff of like uh, Zuko, Sokka, and Suki in the middle, with Azula and Ty Lee on either end. And uh, we have this perfect pairing of... We've got Zuko facing off with his sister... Azula and Zuko firebending at each other and the first of what is to be some pretty influential moments, not too spoilery here, but first of uh, notably that I can remember of this blue flame versus orange flame in such a powerful and like poignantly colorful way. Mm -hmm. They've had a little bit of, you know, because Azula has used blue flame before, but I just feel like this is one of the first moments in watching that I'm just like. The contrast is so specific and so pronounced. You know what I mean?
1: I was I read in the trivia for the episode that it's the only time, as of yet at least, we've seen uh, Azula's fire not die down to the orange color as it cools. Oh, yeah. It just stays blue and then disappears. Right. And I think not only is that possibly showing that her fire stays hot until it's gone, mm-hmm. which is terrifying, it also is really really helping that contrast anytime you see orange flame it's zuko anytime you see blue it's azula and it's just it's awesome there's never a moment where
2: it it dies to the orange and then it mixes together it's always contrast contrasting yeah i almost thought of it like because she can like lightning bend and so it's almost like i thought of it like her flames were lightning infused so that's why they're blue it's interesting possibly i like Like electric tricity infused but, I mean, yeah, it's just good to differ- differentiate in fight scenes and make them look really, really good with the yeah, patterns. And, and, yeah. Because, I mean, yeah. It makes the fight choreography so much clearer. Uh-huh. Because it is martial arts they're doing. So, like, in the show that right. they based all the different bendings off of, which you guys have talked about. Yeah. So, it's like, um, I guess it'd be artful flames coming out of them. It'd be in certain patterns. Yeah. They're, they're really doing martial arts
0: speaking of the martial arts influence this pairing of Suki versus Ty Lee the cho- I mean the choreography of the firebending is really cool but this there's something so satisfying about this because we know how powerful any contact Ty Lee makes can be because she blocks people's Chi and makes them you know physically less able to fight back but Suki is so fucking nimble and Skilled, she's just fucking perfect. Uh, a a perfect match for them, and the way Ah uh, Tylee gets knocked off and like jumps through the car and comes up on the other side, and the choreography, the just, camera, it's so good. during this scene too,
1: is using an artificial like shake every time, like every time someone punches or dodges, the camera shook just right. a little bit, not even noticeable oh. if you're not. You know, comparing it yeah. with other scenes, and it just yeah. gave it that energy of a fight scene out of like a classic martial arts movie that someone fucking had a handheld camera during. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's okay. so cool. And they don't break away. They don't do a bunch of cutting either. Oh, I love that. And comparatively, maybe my favorite fighting up, like up until this point, seeing Zuko like use a flame blast. And then showing the cut of Azula dodge it, and then as she comes back from the dodge, there's a sword there, and she's got to dodge right. that. and then, and then, we, then we see Sokka and Zuko, Zuko and Sokka working together. And Sokka, yeah, and like how Sokka like does a stab and then backs up, and Zuko goes in front of him to block the fire blast and yep. do one of his own, and then Sokka comes spinning around from him, and it's, it's honestly just like unspoken teamwork yeah. that. I seriously think wouldn't have happened without that awesome hand grasp. <laughs> yeah. Like, as soon yeah. as they grabbed hands, it was like... <laughs> oh, they're <laughs> in sync like they're,
2: they're chi combined, yeah. Wonder twins unite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously.
0: Oh, and I love the moment too of uh, Zuko throws one blast at Azula and her balancing on the edge of the of the train car and then just on her hands. And then she... Which takes so much balance and like uh, control of your strength. body and upper body strength to bring your feet all the way from the back, like through your arms holding your body up and burst it out the other side to burst a foot flame at them. Which is a move I feel like she's done before, which is just, I don't know. Yeah, that's u- a classic Azula her. move.
1: Yeah. I love it. She's got classic moves and so does Zuko, and we see them in this fight. Yeah. It's cool. Zuko's just the classic, like, punching flames, and <laughs> yeah.
0: she's
2: the classic kicking flames. <laughs> that,
0: that's the main difference between the two characters.
2: Yeah. <laughs> we need them both on Super Smash Bros. now yes. after this conversation. Oh, my God. How
0: has that not happened?
2: <laughs>
0: oh.
1: I wish. Yikes, that would be That would be too good of a game. I, you <laughs> yeah, it's too po- yeah. that idea is
0: too powerful <laughs> um <laughs> it's around this time that the the warden actually manages to wiggle out of his wrist restraints and rip off his mouth restraint and yell down to the guards cut the line uh Ooh. which you know he just he said in episode one it's like i would rather jump into the boiling water than let the streak of no one ever escaping this prison break
2: but i and i don't even know if i believed him at first right? because up until now like every single person in the fire nation is like there for it's basically a clout nation yeah like they they, they, they they use their privilege of being in the fire nation to live like cozy lives while other people like suffer yep and like like the like this is the most loyal Fire Nation person, I swear. In the whole show, he sacrifices himself for the nation instead of like. I mean, I guess it's I guess it's to keep his perfect record, which is part of sure. his like maybe ego. Yeah, but he's giving up his life. Right, <laughs> and to- he's the most loyal Fire Nation. Bay, that's ridiculous, <laughs> <laughs> and that's ridiculous. And to
0: emphasize that the guard, one guard uh down at the you know cable turning uh what do you call that the like <laughs> cable spool <laughs> no um yeah. but he one guard turns to the other and is like but he die and the other guard turns to him and he's like <laughs> he knows that <laughs> in that exact tone yeah. too i was
1: hoping there you go. You'd nail it and you did it's just like uh he knows that <laughs> just fucking
2: do it yeah. come on he knows <laughs> And the first guy is me. Uh, I was like, oh, I thought he was just saying that to be intimidating and be like, because that's what what he'd do and fit his character. But, I mean, it turns out he's a legitimate psychopath, which you got to be to do his job, (laughs) I guess, the way he does it. (laughs) It's true. The way he does it, yep. (laughs) Uh, They start driving this giant
0: metal wedge into the turning cable to try and get uh, the cable car to stop. And uh, eventually it starts working, and they break out this massive uh two-person saw to cut like through something to table. cut down like a freaking
1: oh a wow redwood. you know what? <laughs> what it just it adds more context of course they would just have this on hand because the fire nation does just fucking destroy trees and shit oh yeah i, I mean if there are if they were to take over a place and. You know, because the Fire Nation uses most of their benders in the war, I think, mm-hmm. and as guards and as, you know, troops and stuff. But when they're say, okay, we we've taken over this Earthbending village and we want to build a mini mall over there, <laughs> they're not just gonna send <laughs> their troops to burn down the forest. They'll send laborers and and have them cut them cut the trees down. Right, you know, right? I don't know. It's just a little Dang. teeny
2: thing in there that I like. Yeah, the intricacies of like war and all of that stuff is like. Yeah, it's all underlying of the Avatar show. So like uh, they just presented in such a fun, not depressing way. <laughs> yeah. And I gotta thank them for that so much. There's a lot of stuff that could be <laughs> that
0: could be a bit depressing, but they uh L- literally they tow that line really well. As soon mm-hmm. as uh Azula and Tylee, mostly Azula, notice that they're cutting the line down there, they decide it's time to dip and I guess coincidentally right at that moment there's a gondola coming in as well um not that they would need it you know right. we've we just oh, right. saw yeah, them exactly
1: do enough it's just like a it's a nice service to them
0: you know oh, but the way azula launches off and does that rocketing off again and this you know she, she's leaned back and uh, it's badass. Oh, it's, I don't know how else to describe She's not she's looking, looking, looking where back. she's going. She's Yeah, she's looking down yeah. at Zuko and just says, goodbye, Zuko. Ugh. But
1: maybe even it's more amazing, <laughs> yeah. Ty Lee jumping like oh, yeah. 40 feet.
2: <laughs> I kind of just expect her to love that. <laughs>
1: I genuinely, I've read some fan theories that Ty Lee is descended from airbenders and oh, is in, a fire nation descended from airbenders yeah. like her maybe her mom mom's mom's mom or something sure because of her moves they rep they much more uh they look a lot more airbender like and that makes this moment make more sense to me so i i like that theory and i'm going with it ty lee is pod airbender
2: all right okay <laughs> okay let, let okay. it be known. i don't think she can
1: bend air okay. but i think the winds will carry her <laughs>
2: If needed. You know what I mean by that? Yeah, sure. The spirit of I, the wind. I think she got strong calves. <laughs> yeah. I just like <laughs> how Suki has disturbingly strong toes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. For, He's got a so. very,
0: very toned lower body. <laughs> that, yeah. Yeah.
2: Toned toes. Toned yeah. toes. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> That's the name of this episode. No. But yeah, this is all just a great. Yeah. When, when she's shooting back like a rocket and looking down. It's so uh, maniacal. She like yeah. enjoys every second of it. Oh, she loves being it's like the super
0: villain, You know, <laughs> that's yeah,
1: she does. It's it's in part she's in part being like "fuck you, you're about to die," and in the other part, "fuck you, only I'm powerful enough to just fly." Right. So you're fucked because <laughs> Zuko <laughs> is also a firebender, but he can't do that. Right. And no. he's like super powerful too. Yeah. he can't do that you know sorry man but you you, you're not a rocket (laughs) and she's like gloating you know she's like you're not a rocket
0: (laughs) well it's uh it's looking bad for the gang as they're all in this train car that is now stopped and swinging and it looks like they're cutting the line but as we cut down to the guards all you know trying to accomplish this some ninja stars (laughs) come out. Some shuriken start pinning them up against the wall and uh, incapacitating these guards. And uh, suddenly we see May has come uh, to save the day, to, uh, as she puts it, save the jerk who dumped me. (laughs) What are you doing? I'm saving the jerk who dumped me.
2: (laughs) And that I guy's probably that thinking, oh, what What are you talking about? I don't have anything <laughs> yeah, to do card. with your romance yeah. or anything, but... That
0: doesn't, that
1: doesn't answer my question at yeah, all, right. as he's like pinned yeah. up against a wall, not knowing yeah. why. <laughs> yeah. Could
2: you rephrase that? And in... Yeah, <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> but yeah, that is a really funny line. Yeah.
0: It's satisfying, too, in a way. She's I awesome, mean, though. Because you can tell she gets it, you know? Like... The moment, just yeah, like we are talking not, about, did influence her.
1: She still thinks he's a jerk, too. Right. You know? Like, that's something I talked about in the last episode of Zuko maintaining his uh, angstiness, you know? And this is her maintaining hers, even though she's kind of flipping sides here. She's still like, I ah, a jerk who dumped me. Right, I don't know. Like, <laughs> she's not just going to be like... I'm saving my boyfriend. Right, it's not May. You know,
2: yeah, it's almost like level-headed in such a way where it's just really badass. Yeah, yeah. Like she, yeah. May it's, is like sounds one like of calm. the most
1: badass because when you think about it, she doesn't bend and is always like being put up against benders, and her attitude is just all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like at least Ty Lee is like, "I'm gonna do this," which right. makes her still badass but like she's she's going for it but there's just something badass
0: about may being like i guess i guess i'll just take all of you out (laughs) like (laughs) basically what she does here and it works like the the train car she undoes the wedge the train car starts moving again and they get to the top and we see this train car slowly enter the the uh rim station and they all get out. I love they're all like exiting the the train car and um uh Chit-Sang walks out with the warden over his shoulder and <laughs> Hakoda has to be like no, but put put the warden back now. <laughs> put him down. Um and then Hakoda saying to the warden, "Sorry warden, looks like your your record's been officially broken." It's like Hell yeah. on. It's so
1: satisfying it's that the right warden can't say shit back. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nice. It's so satisfying. He just has to take it. And this is the moment when I realized Chit Sang left his girlfriend and buddy behind. I went, wait a second, <laughs> he left his buddy. You know, like right. I don't know. Like I'm imagining his girlfriend being like, Chit Sang, where are you at? Oh,
2: oh <laughs> bastards. So well, well, Chit Sang actually has patience for the avatar to save the world. He'll just see her in like two weeks when the world's saved. <laughs> but like, know, Sokka, yeah. Sokka couldn't wait two weeks to see his dad. Come on. You would have just hung with the avatar, saved the world, saw your dad afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Risk your life in a prison. <laughs> He was suffering from insomnia that night. Yeah. And I don't think yep. he was thinking clearly. Chit Sang
0: has more faith, <laughs> trouble, <laughs> sleep,
2: sleep deprivation mind. Yeah. Yeah. We just
1: cut to a scene of Chit Sang being like, What? Didn't you guys know? The Avatar has returned. He's going to save everybody. It's fine. <laughs> right. You know? And Sokka's just like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh well saka is the one to figure out like azula is here Your are he says to zuko your sister's here well she must have come here somehow and they see this massive war blimp that we saw introduced at the end of the day of black sun uh as a fleet of them flew up but that's how azula got here so they have a way out dope um we cut back to azula confronting may and they're all surrounded by guards and uh azula just says i just want to know why why would you do this and i love may just saying perhaps you don't know people like you as well as you think you do maybe you're a little bit cocky i guess i loved zuko more than i fear you oh and that makes her mad
2: (laughs) Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah it's a total like <laughs> nah, nah. um and uh, uh, it really gets under azula's skin and she shouts well you should have feared me more and then ty lee decides to step in and she block azula incapacitate her get her basically on the ground literally on the ground and she... because let's be real she would have killed May. Oh, yeah. May can't stand against Azula.
1: Whoa. Nobody Ooh. can. You know? Right. The only yeah. way Azula is taken down is by a blindside from Ty Lee in this moment.
2: I didn't think about that. She would have, like, just she would have gone, destroyed yeah. May right there. That's her, what was about to her happen. Her would have
1: melted in that blue fire. You know? <laughs> um. I didn't think about that. I love that May still prepares, though. So badass that she's willing to fight Azula for this, knowing full well that she would die.
0: It also confirms for me a little bit. Tai Lee has been sort of Azula's most like, uh, reliable, I'm on your side, like just going along with whatever Azula does for the longest. But yeah, the initiation of Tylee into this crew was from intimidation you know like she was at the circus and azula did pulled that like really fucked up shit to get Tylee on may saying this must have spoken to her on a whole nother level i think it also just speaks to yeah. Tylee being a bit of an a bit of an opportunist as well just being like mm. what makes most sense is to go with azula because she will fucking kill me if i don't and now she sees an opportunity where it's like may's turning I don't know that I'm a hundred percent down with this. I've been good with it, but like, I'd like to get out of this circumstance,
2: you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tylee is like completely rootless. She doesn't have yeah. like much to fall back on, so it's like she she is a good character because the good that like May displays like mm. provokes her into like risking her life, and what Azula says next is like really disturbing because yeah i yeah. mean sh- it, they did they gave up themselves in this episode is basically what happens yeah
0: i don't think uh i think at the be- introducing this scene i said they were surrounded by guards i don't think they actually are yet which i think influences the scene a lot but now they're surrounded mm. by guards afterwards and uh azula okay. says take them where i don't want to see their faces ever again let them rot in a cell. Let them rot.
2: Yeah, I gotta cell. say,
1: Ooh, rot. disturbing, but thank God she just is limp because it's one of my favorite tropes. Is like being the, carried away. The bad guy being carried away, being like, "I'll get you," you know. It's like, <laughs> you fucker, you're just you're a fucker right now. I wish I, if, I, if I wanted to, I could poke you. Just give a little nose poke, and you wouldn't oh, be able yeah. to do anything. Pickle, tickle, tickle.
0: That is a moment I wish we had uh, a visual aspect so that you could all appreciate what Gary just did being dragged away with his arms, like, up, like, I'll get you, was very, was very funny, got me. Um, but the gang gets back to the Western Air Temple where the the rest of the gang is still hiding out in this massive blimp and i love that they're still (laughs) at the beginning of the conversation a bit under the impression that they went on a fishing trip it's like wow kind of a wild fishing trip you must have gone on your your war balloon got destroyed it's like oh my god did you get any meat and sokka's saying we got some meat we got the meat of friendship and fatherhood a little weird, a little weird to introduce it that way.
2: I did laugh at that line.
0: It was pretty funny, but it's, yeah. only Sokka would say that, you know, uh, right? That is true. Um, but we get Hakoda and Suki walking off. We get this reunion. We get Katara welling up, and Dad and the three she's of them saying, hugging, walking off saying, behind yeah. them. Hey, like I'm before
1: new. the reunion,
0: too. Yeah, that's it's true. Like, that's true.
1: Hey, I'm new. Yeah. It's just like right yeah. before there's an emotional moment. I love it. Doesn't he say, "Oh no," he says, "I'm new. What's up
0: everybody?" That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Hey>. dude, <laughs> give him a moment. Uh they <laughs> they give context what actually happened. They went to the Fire Nation prison. They broke these people out. We get this uh coming together hug, this reconvening And then a nice little joke to button off the episode of Toph being like, okay, but seriously, you you didn't find any meat at all? (laughs) Fair (laughs) question. And it's genuinely funny, too. She doesn't even know Hakoda (laughs) or care. (laughs) It's true. And
1: and Suki, too. To her, like Suki, I'm pretty sure it's been a little bit implied that Toph has a little crush on Sokka, right? Yeah. She's had moments, definitely true. This is probably to her like, oh fuck, her again. You know what I mean? (laughs) Uh, I love that. Like, good point. We always get to find out how toff feels about the things that she's not a part of. Sure, and it's just it's
0: wonderful. Well, I think it's a about time that we identify a kid kid moment of the week. Kid moment of the week. Uh, I wrote down a couple. I think there's uh one that's iconic in my mind um i'm just gonna point out that one and maybe i can discuss others but uh i mean thoughts on hey riot <laughs> yeah that's it always will high contender me. every time Think
1: high contender as well as the guard being like
0: Rink. oh <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. sneaking, sneaking off away from after, the fi- after hearing that there was supposed to be a lockdown yeah you have any michael any funny kid moments
2: pop out for you oh this was such a serious episode a let's see it. yeah you yeah the scurrying guard little tiptoe moment <laughs> yeah Will <was, well, laughs> will never not be good a little tom and jerry moment oh yeah maybe yeah. could call it yeah yeah and yeah anytime it goes cartoonish i love it it's never never corny never overplayed they They tickle my funny bone. Absolutely, (laughs) they ride the line perfect. Uh, Yeah, I
0: think. I mean, I feel good giving it to the guard. Deedle dee, deedle deedling off.
1: (laughs) It's either that or Chit Sang being like, "I'm new. What's oh yeah, that's true." I don't know. I think I think the guard makes me
0: laugh harder. It's the timing of it too. You know, like the there was supposed to be a lockdown. Look, back up. And
1: his body movement reminds me, for some reason, of Foam Mouth Guy. <laughs> the
0: head whipping Husing Foam around. Mouth
1: Guy, when they come to Kyoshi Island without Aang, does
0: two big right. exaggerated looks. Like,
1: come on! Right, you know, right. it
0: reminds me of that. Should we give it to him? Should we give it to the Tiptoe God? Let's give it to the guy? God. Tiptoe and God gets the kid moment. Congratulations. Yes. Uh, well, well.
2: Well earned. Very well earned.
0: <laughs> what a, what a, a great... I mean, like, monumental episode, but also just a very fun one to talk about. And uh, super, super glad to have uh, have you join us for this one, Michael. Thanks for, thanks for coming on.
2: Oh, oh, thank you so much. This was a huge pleasure for me. Yeah, I got all my stuff recorded here on my audio workstation I'll be sending to you. I'm glad to record this through this audio workstation. And speaking of things recorded through... Hell yeah. Audio workstations. <laughs> um, I, I I'll just say that I, I do have my music out on YouTube right out now at the moment. You don't have to wait for my new album to come out. I problem solvent is what I release the music under. There's a lot of strange time signatures, but I always I love that shit. Um am, and yeah. And and just like interesting musical concepts that I feel that I feel are just unusual but still captivating to the listener cuz i still uh, strive to keep it sort of poppy um and appealing to to everyone yeah i can yeah, that's, that's why I, I like
1: it. your music man everything i've ever heard that you've ever made i've been like never heard this before but i can't wait to finish the
2: song cuz it's good sick yeah well, absolutely it's, it's just all it's all fun so
0: Awesome. So, yeah.
2: Well, please, yeah, please go check him out,
0: Problem Solvent, on YouTube currently. And if you want to hear a bit of his upcoming uh, project, you can stick around for the very end of the episode. Um, But if you're looking for another podcast to listen to, you can always check out our actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast, Legendary 4 Adventures. Space Vampires. Thank you, Gary. Uh, You can find those episodes, all of these episodes, on legendary4.com. Uh you can also uh reach out to us on social media for this podcast. That's on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at New Lens Pod. And uh tell your friends about the show if you like it and you think uh someone might enjoy it. Uh that would mean a lot to us. And thanks again to Safino Sago for our podcast art. Check out that list of ways you can help out the Black Lives Matter movement in the description, as well as that featured link. Uh, switching it up as often as uh i remember to (laughs) um and yeah thank you again for listening
2: the link to my channel um will be in the the spotify
0: is it yeah in the spotify description or the links will be in the description no matter what platform uh you're listening on
2: awesome yes this was so much fun you
0: guys yeah thanks again man uh to give a little classic
2: outro i'm calvin I'm Gary. I'm Michael. It's not a classic though then. But thank you. This has been A New Lens. was a bass solo from my upcoming album sky looks fake to be released this summer 2021 i'm super excited um here's another unreleased song this one's called plot armor one toy story, cut from a new cloth Employed during, cut from a you cloth Employed during, my great depression Depressed during, the great recession Press in me, lots of pressure Depressively, for any measure To blue lives matter, the car, do cops I don't call them cops, I turn a sucker like a baby Pop and pop, and then I water with Where's the piece the land, though? where's your nest With the real plan, no matter what the jury's a like, Cast a shadow, over his life In the system macro, get the image Blood on my last privilege show me the goodies Many of the songs are just straight up hip-hop. Um, a lot of it is an alternate rock vibe with hip-hop-like rhyme schemes and quickness. Then there's just songs that are straight up poppy. Then there's metal, because I love dabbling in metal music. And a type of breaking ground metal is what I am most interested in throughout the years like whatever is that new flavor Mm -mm. yeah i'm gonna show you a preview of my next song finicky Minaj, and that's it I'm the clock like a splinter. In the pain stand from my brain, seven. I'm dipping out to Her through the grape, find the same vineyard, I'm tripping out I, like a lab rat. On oh, my boss, i lab rat. Like band lab with a stab with a sin. Like a javelin, the stab since. Well, oh, that's established. Sorry if I'm rambling, scrambling. I play music like a Game Boy, the a Game Boy. Coming at your Game Boy, Game Boy. Tell me what you think, joy. Coming at your lame, you're not a fan of this.